from the Daily Stoic, I thought today's was really cute. October 24th, the fountain of goodness. Dig deep within yourself for there is a fountain of goodness ever ready to flow if you are willing to keep digging from Marcus Aurelius. Today, we could hope that goodness comes our way. Good news, good weather, good luck. Or we could find it within ourselves, in ourselves. Goodness isn't something that's going to be delivered by mail. You have to dig it up inside your own soul. You find it within your own thoughts and make it with your own actions. I have the most incredible group space opening mid-2024, which is built for just a handful of incredible business owners who are ready to just full fucking send to the moon and beyond. If you want more info, just DM me at the Lily Holmes. We will be together for four whole months within this mastermind. I am so excited to hear from you. An official welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm so excited that you are here. I want to talk more about what I just read out, which is all about starting from the inside out when it comes to emotions. A lot of the time, and this used to be me as well, I would run around just constantly reacting to things that were going on. And it was always like, well, she's making me feel like that, or this element external of myself is making me feel like this. And I used to always hear, like, whether it was in books or on podcasts or a podcast like this, people saying, you get to choose your own emotions. And I was like, no, you don't. Like, if someone's mean to you, then. Like, obviously, they're making you feel like X, Y, and Z. And while I actually believe that can be true to a point, I believe that words can hurt naturally, right? I'm a human as well. I understand that if someone is being nasty or something shit's happening, your boss sucks, right? I used to have a boss that would make me cry every single time I spoke to him because he was just so nasty and I didn't have any resilience. But my point is that you really do get to respond as opposed to react to everything that's moving around you and I think the moment you get to realize this and not just realize it but fully experience it for yourself so many things are going to change for you because I believe that having resilience as a human being having deep self-trust and certainty in you being able to move through the world with the least resistance I 100 believe that if you can do that you're one powerful motherfucker. Like you can go so much further than 99% of other humans in the world just based on emotions. I was doing testing week this morning at the gym. I know I talk about the gym all the time, but honestly, like if you're in my world in in the near future, I'm going to tell you to start going to the gym or going for runs or moving your body somehow because you just learn so much. And We are in testing week at the moment and Tom and I were driving back this morning from doing our heaviest squats that we've ever done in our whole life. And we were talking about that sticking point, right? That point of tension where it's like you kind of get stuck where you don't kind of go to squat and then just drop the bar and fail. You go to squat and then you go to go back up. And then there's this this tension, this sticking point where you just can't quite move past it. And I was saying to him, I'm like... I couldn't really tell where your sticking point is because I'm like, you go down, but then it kind of looks like you can get back up, but whatever. And we were chatting about it and he said, it's all in my head. It's all mindset. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like 90% of it honestly is mindset, especially when it comes to testing week where you're lifting the heaviest you've ever lifted. And for me, it's the biggest test of trust, self-trust in the whole entire world. And 
even my coach is always like, just trust yourself, Lil. And, and that's what it is like being able to trust yourself to lift more weight than you've ever lifted in your life. That's what it comes down to. And a lot of the time, I think majority of us could actually lift heavier if we could become more resilient or have more grit or just keep pushing for that second longer. And I think it's really cool because I think that's the same in business where it's so easy to get to the point where you want to tap out or you, you something goes wrong and you're like, my whole day is ruined, right? You get a complaint or something, an order gets lost in the shop or you, whatever, you don't have a high cash day or whatever the thing is, whatever you're making it mean, it's so easy to go, oh, well, that's it. Like, that's it. That's done. The day's over. But imagine if you had the resilience, the self-trust, the grit to actually keep going. Even when it comes to the point of wanting to fully tap out and just like burn the whole thing down, you have to have some level of self-trust when you are a business owner that you're going to get the vision that you're dreaming of right now. Because let's think of extremes. If you had zero self-trust where you're like, I am not capable of doing anything in this lifetime. I have zero self-trust, 100% self-doubt. There's not a, a certain, there's not a, a, a tiny shred of possibility in my mind that it could ever happen, right? That's one extreme. Can you imagine them trying to run a business? Can you imagine them trying to lift a heavy weight off their back? Could you imagine them having to hear a complaint from a client? Can you imagine them when there's a dip in income, right? They're just going to fall apart. There's not even a chance in hell. On the flip side, let's go to the other extreme, right? I always love framing things in extremes to understand them better. And I'm going to start talking about them more. I've been wanting to talk about them more and more and more because I always use extremes in my mind to frame certain concepts or situations or experiences. And then I go to speak about that. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I need to start like writing a list of examples. But let's go to the other extreme, right? That was the extreme of zero self-trust, zero resilience, zero grit, like nothing. They're going to last a hot two seconds in business. Let's go to the other end and let's go to the end of complete grounded certainty in who they are, in what they can achieve. They know that they are built for more. They know they are capable. They have a hundred percent trust within themselves. They know that they're going to make it work no matter what, no matter what gets thrown their way. They know for certainty that they are going to make it work right? Imagine them running a business because in business, so much shit gets thrown at you all the time. Whether you are starting out and you're trying to just get the damn thing off the ground or you're a couple years in or even a couple decades in and you have a whole new new realm of quote unquote problems. That's all business owners are. They are problem solvers. If you are in the position and in the role of problem solver, of innovator, of creator, right? That's all of the things that you are as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Imagine running your business on full certainty, on full self-trust, knowing that you're going to make it work. How powerful would that be? How fast would they be moving? Like when you think about pace, 
How freaking fast would that second business owner be moving in their business? Because when it comes to decision making, that's the thing that slows people down. If you're at a point where you're like, I feel like my business is moving so slow. I want you to think how slowly are you making decisions? The quicker you can make decisions, the quicker you can close the gap between thinking about something and actioning it, the quicker you're going to see the external results move in your world as well. So if we look at those two business owners on the two extremes, which one's going to be more successful? right? Which one is more likely to be more successful based on the fact that they're going to be having to make decisions all day, every day. They're going to be having to problem solve. They're going to have to lean into risk. They're going to have to do things that scare them, that are feel icky, that don't make sense, that they've never done before, that are confusing as heck. Which one's going to do it better? right? Obviously, option B, the one who has built the self-trust, who has built the resilience and the strength to just just move through business and life with the least resistance. That is literally why I go to the gym. That's why I go on runs. Like That is why I hold a high standard for myself because I know that if I'm in the best possible position based on the decisions that I'm making in my world, then I'm going to be able to respond to life so much better. And it comes down to the simplest thing of something quote unquote going wrong in your day and you throwing it out the window versus me. If something goes wrong in my day, like I spill a coffee on myself, I laugh it off at how clumsy I am. That is the smallest example, yet it happens every single day. Someone will spill a coffee on themselves, their day's over. Someone will read a, um, a nasty comment about a celebrity. Oh my gosh, and they take four hours of brain capacity to think about it. Someone will walk in dog poo. And it's like, my day is over. A, a bird will shit on them. Like, I don't know, whatever the thing is, get a complaint from a customer or they ha- they have a dip in income, whatever the thing is. Imagine if you could move through the thing, big or small, right? Whether it's a, a bird shitting, shitting on you or it is a big decision you have to make in business. Imagine if you could move through it, responding to it as opposed to reacting to it right in the deepest levels of self-trust because you've built that because you've strengthened it what I find really interesting is a lot of people say they want to be business owners then they're presented with the opportunity to be a business owner remember when I said business owners are literally problem solvers which means as soon as a problem comes up, that is the opportunity right there to strengthen your decision-making, to strengthen your self-trust, to strengthen your grit, your resilience, your power, your mind, your intelligence, your skills. You have that opportunity right there that you've just asked for. Because if you're asking to be a business owner, you are not asking for sunshine and rainbows and nine to five doing nothing and just chilling at home. You are asking to be a problem solver. So when problems arise, instead of questioning them and wondering if you're capable of bringing this thing to life, you actually just get to think, oh my God, how cool. I'm currently being a business owner, right? And it's so cool because in mentorship, 
and, and coaching in the position that I'm in, I get to have these conversations about problems all the time. And it's not to say that you have to come into my world with problems, right? We get to make the good even better. You don't have to try and find a problem to fix it to be better. You actually just get to make what's already good incredible. But there is a lot of problem chat where it's like, okay, this is the problem that I'm facing. I want to get from A to B. I need your help. And that is where I come in. And what's really cool is that every time they're faced with a problem and they get confused about it where they're like, oh, I I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm like this right here. Like, isn't it so cool that you asked to be a business owner, whether it is a, a tiny, 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 small business, whether it is um, multi-millions, like whatever that looks like for you, you're right now presented with an opportunity to move closer to that thing. Isn't that just such a privilege? Because if you didn't have any problems, you would not be growing. Think about growing a muscle. What do you have to do to grow a muscle? You have to put it under tension. You have to put it under stress for it to grow. Right? Interesting. I was watching a YouTube the other day and it was like, if you are wanting a human to build resilience, you're probably not going to cotton wool them and sit them down on a comfy lounge to watch a a funny TV show, right? That's not going to build resilience. But if you were to put them in a really fucking tough situation where they have to make a hard decision, that's probably going to build resilience. If you wanted a human to build self-trust you're probably not going to present them with a group of people that they can let them make the answer for them for a problem no maybe you'll put them under a barbell and see where their self-trust lies if you want a human to learn how to build and strengthen grit you're probably not going to again just cotton wool them and just get them to like sit on a chair You're going to get them to go for a run and run further than they've ever run before because that's what's going to strengthen it. So many people want the thing without meeting the thing first. They want resilience without actually meeting resilience to strengthen it first. It's like it's like when I wanted to be confident my whole life. I was like, I'm so shy and quiet, right? A lot of concept of self stuff from conditioning and past things. That's just like a whole other conversation in itself. But I was always chasing confidence and I thought you were born with it. I'm like, you're either born with it or you're not. And I'm just not. And I was hoping that one day, maybe confidence will literally knock on my door and be like, oh, I'm here. You are now a confident human. And it was until I became a business owner and I had to put myself in situations where I actually just had to be confident, not be a confident person as a label, as a characteristic, but I had to act confident, right? The verb of doing confidence. That's what I had to do. And then every single time I did it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, it's that compounding effect, right? Where it just piles on and piles on. And then once you do it over and over again, You're like, oh my gosh, look at me being a confident person, right? You have to meet the thing first. You can't just expect it to be to, you can't expect to have it without meeting it, experiencing it, strengthening it, building it first. 
when I think back to the start of this conversation around the fountain of goodness from the Daily Stoic, it is just so true that a lot of people hope that a good day happens. Everyone hopes that goodness is going to happen all around them whether it is good weather, whether whether it is someone behaves in a way that you want, whether it is that a billion dollars falls into your bank account, right? Everyone dreams of goodness happening to them, but it doesn't actually, the world doesn't happen like that. All your reality is, is a combination of your past decisions and your current beliefs. Wow, that is fire. I'm going to threads that. If anyone else is on threads, the Lily Holmes, come find me. Um, And it's just, it's so cool to see different people react to the world around them versus other people respond to it, where they actually choose what to make something mean. And it's not that life is happening to you, it's happening for you. And you are actually creating the reality that is around you. So if you feel like you're having a shitty day, just think, are these things that are actually worth having problems over or could I find a better problem? How could I change what I'm making this situation mean? That is going to change everything. And the the only difference between reacting and responding is for me in my brain and the way I like to think about it is my definition is reacting is the split second. It's the split second of something happens and then you feel something and then you act in reaction to the thing that you've just experienced. On the flip side, when I think to responding, I think that all it looks like is an extra three seconds between when the thing happens and the way that you then act and behave next. That's the only difference. It can be as little as three seconds. Where someone might say something, you have the option to react, to go, oh, they've made me feel a certain way and this is what I think about it, or respond. Hold on a second. How do I want to think about this? What what do I want to make this mean? What are they projecting on me potentially? Is there self-responsibility I need to take here, right? This is where learning about your mindset and what is actually happening in the world when people do respond to you and react to you, right? The way that people communicate with you, if you can understand that, it's going to make this three seconds a whole lot easier. So the next time something happens and you want to react really quickly, I want you to just take an extra three seconds. Just give it a space of three seconds to go, what do I want to make this mean? And how do I want to respond? I might be a TikTok noob, but I'm having the best time. So if you are on TikTok, come and give me a follow. I would absolutely love to see the potty fam in my world at the Lily Homes. Question from the Flower Ed community. Are you undergoing a rebrand for Flower Ed? And if so, why? Yes, we currently are. So there's a few reasons why. The first one was there was a little bit of confusion happening in terms of selling and attracting my ideal client. And what I mean by that is at the start, I was focused on floral design, a lot of design stuff, a lot of flower stuff, and only speaking to florists. And then I moved more into business and mindset in general and kind of dropped off the design part of it. And then now I've started opening up to more industries. So from a marketing, a brand positioning point of view, I was actually missing out on a lot of clients that could have come into my world had they come in if I didn't have the name Flower Ed to be confusing. So say a a graphic designer, a photographer, a salon owner, a copywriter, whoever wants to come in, but they see that it, it says Flower Ed, 
it's a little bit confusing, right? It's not actually going to make them be like, oh my God, yes, this is my human. It's going to make no sense for them not being in the industry. So first thing from a selling brand positioning point of view, this makes more sense. I I still speak to the same things that I've been speaking about for a very long time in terms of business and mindset, but it's open to everyone. Like talking about consultations is just talking about the buying process, talking about content on socials. I can speak about that to anyone talking about branding and positioning and mindset and lifestyle and human and all of the moving parts that I speak to all the time. Anyway, I can actually help so many more people as opposed to only florists. So what's really cool is that it's not taking away from florists. I'm not like cutting off florists at all. It's actually adding into the pool of people that I speak to. So for a long time, I didn't want to because I, it was just drilled into me that choosing a niche is so important. And I have had this evolution happen quite slowly, but also quite quickly over the couple of years that I've had Flower Ed. And then I got to the point where I was like, it's actually creating more confusing in the in, it, confusion in the buying process for potential clients. And I could actually be missing out on a whole bunch of people because if they're from a different industry and they see that it says Flower Ed, it's, it's, they're not, not really necessarily going to come and listen as opposed to if it just said the Lily Holmes or Lily Holmes coaching. So a really cool like lesson in all of this is even as simple as your name of your business is going to position you in a certain point, right? And the way that you position yourself is going to bring in certain people. And it's not that I wanted to cut off florists at all. Like I said, I actually wanted to open up to more business owners because I have so much to give and teach and share. And it's no different between talking to a florist versus talking to a graphic designer, a photographer, a copywriter, or whoever. So that was the first sort of part in that there was, I was creating confusion in the buying process based on the fact that my coaching has evolved, yet the name and the brand hadn't come along with me necessarily in that. I no longer speak to flower design anyway. I haven't for a really long time. And let this be a lesson. If there's confusion in the buying process, people are less likely to buy. And even right now, when I think about the podcast, if it says Flower Ed and I'm a hairdress salon owner, I'm not necessarily going to listen to it. What's it to them to listen to a flower education podcast? They're probably not going to be attracted to it. But if it just says like Lily Holmes coaching and then the, the episode is about um, the buying process, for example they might listen to it. So what's really cool is that I've actually yet yeah, opened up the the audience who I'm speaking to because I have so much to give and share that that can be applied to any business. The cool thing is I got to this point in my own journey um as a business owner as well was that I for so long was looking at what other people in my industry was doing. I'm like, what are other florists doing? Like, what are they doing in business? And while I think that's important to a point, you also get to a point where you're like, oh, it actually is just business. Like making money is just business. Sales is just business. Copywriting is just business. The buying process is just business. Like looking after clients, the client experience, creating an offer, all of it is literally, it's universal, right? Business is business. 
So it's really cool that I can now position myself where I can open up to more incredible, beautiful humans and also bring along my beautiful florists along on the ride as well. And I'll just happen to have more florists in my world, I think, in general anyway. So that is what's happening. That is why... I'm sorry if there is still confusion in terms of the podcast being Flower Ed and the Facebook group. We will be shifting that over very, very, very soon. Um, Just awaiting on some graphics and backend bits and pieces. And then we will start to shift that over as well to the Lily Homes. And it just feels so authentic. It feels so me. I feel like I can now really just like skyrocket as a personal brand as well because it's me, it's my name on on the business and it honestly feels really good. I think I feel like it's realigned and readjusted in a really cool, beautiful way where I just have this newfound like certainty in it, newfound confidence in it, in that it's me. Like (laughs) this business is me. It always has been. It always will be. But now just a simple name change, name shift on Instagram (laughs) has just like changed everything, which is really, really cool. So if you take anything from this, I think the first thing is just letting yourself evolve and change over time in both of my businesses. So much has changed and moved and shifted. And it's really hard because you feel like you're going to have to hold projections from other people who don't really get it, who don't really understand and all it was was one conversation with my mentor and then that day that afternoon I'm pretty sure maybe the next morning I just shifted over like it was as simple as that and I think it's like the first thing just let yourself evolve and change the second thing just know that your audience will come along with you or not and either way it's absolutely perfect so like like when I first started talking about flower design, those people might not listen to this anymore because they might not want to hear about business and mindset. They might want to learn flower design and that's absolutely perfect. And equally, there's probably still some of you who are absolute OGs and have been here from the start, which is incredible as well. And I get to bring you along in this with me. So it's just it's just a cool thing. Don't think that your audience is going to be all cut off and they're all going to hate you and run away from you. I think it's like just trusting that your people will come along with you and those who don't, it's absolutely perfect as well. The third part is if you want to make a decision, just do it. Like just do it. I think the quicker you move, like I said, the quicker you can make those decisions, the better off you're going to be. And it could be as simple as a name change that could change everything. I was working with a client earlier this year, and if you're listening, then you'll know who you are. But we were talking about a name change for a little while, and she was saying a similar thing where she was like, it just doesn't feel me anymore. Like, I started as X, Y, and Z, and I just feel like I'm, because of the name itself, I feel like I'm turning people away that I could actually be serving and helping. So she was like, what do you think about this name? And I was like, it's so beautiful. It feels like it's really you. Like, how do you feel about it? And I could tell from the conversations that we were having, she's like, it just, it feels more luxury. It feels more high end. It feels like my type of people that I want to work with and the type of brand that I want to build. And she just did it. And ever since she was like, it's the best decision I've ever made. And it's a simple name change. So whether it is that you want to change your name 
whether it is that you want to start a new business, if you, you haven't actually started your business yet, whether it is you want to bring bring on an employee, whether it's that you want to shut down your business and start a different one, like whatever the decision is, just trust yourself in it. Just know that your people will come along with you and make the decision quickly because I promise that the quicker you can make decisions, the better it's going to feel. And I promise it's not as big and as wild and as scary as you are making it. Okay, recommendation time. I, this morning, was like, okay, I'm going to record a podcast today. What do I want to recommend? Like, what have I been using? What have I been loving? What have I been experiencing? And I was like, let's try and think of something like profound and like something that is really just going to completely change people's lives. And I think I found the perfect thing. It's a BLT or a BLAT either one is absolutely perfect. I heard this on a podcast this morning, not discovered it, of course, I've had it forever, but they were talking about BLTs and I was like, oof, yes, I'm going to have that for lunch. Had a BLT because the avo wasn't ripe. Very, very sad day. If not, it would have been a blat. I don't know if these are a worldwide thing. If they're not, I'm so sad for everyone who's not in Australia. I'm pretty sure they are. Like they have to be worldwide, at least us in the US like at least. In fact, I'm going to make an episode thread in the Facebook group. Can you please comment on there and tell me where you're from and if you know what a BLT or a BLAT is or if they're just an Aussie thing. I don't think they are. They have to be worldwide. Like I'm 99.999% sure they're a worldwide, beautiful, amazing, incredible gift to this earth. In case for some reason you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich. I had it on a roll, a fresh white hamburger roll, like not hamburger, like gross, like Macca's hamburger roll, but like just white bread roll. Beautiful from Woolies. Nothing better. Jumbo hamburger roll from Woolies. Fresh lettuce, freshly cut tomato, crispy bacon. Avro would have been nice, but it was not ripe. So that is your profound, phenomenal, incredible life-changing recommendation. So glad you listened. Make sure you go to the episode thread. I want to know where you're from and if a blat or a BLT exists and which one you prefer as well. Let's just have some blat chat. Yes, it is blat chat time. Go to Facebook right now. I'll see you in the next episode.